the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined by my brother in arms, Eric Silverman. So did you see that? I had to like do something differently because my wife I, is in the background. I don't even know what happened there. It was like a explosion of something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I did? You know what I did this week that was super funny? What did you do? Like we had a potluck at work, right? And like people weren't noticing that they had to be at the potluck. So I grabbed I didn't know that if you press zero on our phones at at work at school, like you you do the you do the main announcement stuff. Like it goes through everywhere. Oh, brilliant. Oh, hell yes, Rodrigo. (laughs) Over the loudspeaker. I love it. Over the loudspeaker. I was like, I was like in Spanish, like my very political voice and my politician voice in Spanish. Estimados. (laughs) And I even (laughs) added like a little lisp because we have some Spanish people from Spain as a teacher. Vosotros tenés que. And so like, and then like someone tells me, you got to do it in English. I was like, and then I was like, hey, yo, food in 315. Let's go. <laughs> and then like the cackle and all over where I was doing it, it was just amazing. And people were just laughing at that. I was like, I really just want to do the morning announcements because the morning announcements are like, welcome, uh, Academia Sarah Chavez staff. Please put yourself, you know, post, uh, please uh, get to your post, right? Because we have posts mm-hmm. to get to. And they have it in English. And I, I want to do like the uh, Robin Williams um, Vietnam, Good Morning Vietnam type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like, Just scream at him. Academia, <laughs> César Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. That's what I want to do. But um, <laughs> I, I'm being restricted from the access in the morning. So uh, I love it. Yeah. Rodrigo, How are you? You, you? you did some skiing before you before before El Nino took the snow away from us. Yeah, you you and El Nino and climate change are, are right. making things difficult right now. For, yeah. for those not in, in Minnesota, it is a it is a brown, wet, not snowy December. And I think we're gonna have a brown Christmas as well. It's it's very strange. Um I mean in, in one respect. I appreciate that I, I'm biking everywhere still. I'm probably biking 25 to 30 miles a week, which is which is great. It's still it just feels freaking weird for this time of year, like a one week out now from, yeah. from Christmas um, solstice time. But uh, yeah, no, we the, the was it two weeks ago I missed because I went out, had an opportunity to go out. And at that point, it was still cold enough, but there was a lack of snow. And there's like three spots in the metro area for Nordic that makes snow and so you can imagine the demand and the density uh so yeah i got a good workout yeah it was fun but i was also just like matrix like doing the bullet time just dodging humans because there was so many people in such a tight tight space again because of that demand um 
So that was a little interesting. And then I went this past Wednesday when my youngest was finishing up her training and it, and it was the same way. There were just so many people because everybody's just trying to like get where they can in those three spots. <laughs> oh, Eric has demonstrated a great example of capitalism. Thank you. Yeah, yeah in a way. Um, <laughs> right. There's, private there's, ownership. There's, there's demand. Demand. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's yep. do it. Uh, well, and like the kid, the kids have had two meets canceled already because there's just yeah. there's, the, the, the courses no aren't complete. That's right. There's not there's no snow, um, yeah. which kind of sucks. But I mean, here we are. Yeah. I mean, everyone always and I, I've had this story with you many times. Like you remember, like, was it maybe eight years ago? Where it was like the middle of December and it was 60 degrees and people were running around Lake of the Isles and all the other yep. places in Minneapolis. I was like, that's I don't. That was El Nino again, but also climate change and all the other things that we're doing that we're not supposed to be doing to make sure mm -hmm. that our kids hate us even more and our kids' <laughs> kids hate us even more. And then yeah. there'll be a point when if it if it and we have if and if we have a planet to come back to, um, you know that's 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 a different conversation. So or, really? or yeah, but no, yeah, I'm not complaining. But right after we just talk about that, I'm pretty sure that. I'm going to go outside, finish doing all the yard work I've not been doing because I've been a school teacher. Uh, and now I can just finish it before the 10 inches of snow come Dude, out of it's, nowhere. No, 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 no. It, I, I already looked like at least for the next week, it's 40s again. There's there's no snow. Wow, Ma maybe crazy. maybe in two weeks, but at that point, we're already into January. So, I mean, I know. that's um, it, it's it's strange for sure, especially yeah. for uh, yeah. global for warming in this state. The state is brown now. I can't really say much about, you know, the oppressive whiteness that falls from the sky anymore. <laughs> I'm so used to um, saying that right around this time. and I, You I are. Well, especially after last year where it started like October and lasted until May. <laughs> and we had right. so much snow. <laughs> like, yeah, at this, at this point. I remember yeah. everybody was out skiing for forever. Like we, we skied mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving last year. I remember that. Yep. Craziness. Well, let's get back to what we all kind of decided to do is just mostly yeah. just talk about some finer points and the apps. I was going to say, yeah. before we get into that, let's, let's give a, uh, a, a shout to our, our comrade and colleague, uh, Bridget, who's recovering from, uh, from some uh, surgery and things, we wish her the best and a speedy recovery. Yeah. Hopefully, we, she'll we be hope, better we to hope get back that to um, we hope that she enjoys cat catter days every yes. day now and is enjoying um, Ted Lasso. Of, she's getting to Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso, so that's great. Yep, Santi, Santi loves Ted Lasso. Ah, oh, so good. Loves Ted Lasso. So she he finally finished the season a couple weeks ago. So he's like, "What do I watch now?" I was like, "Hmm." Actually. You can watch Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which I've been watching. For any Godzilla fan or anyone who just likes monsters, like grew up on monsters, this is freaking I awesome. hear the new Japanese one, the minus one is Yeah, I got to see that one too. Right. I got to see too. that one too. I got to see too. that one too. And so um, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, enjoy I'm enjoying that. I'm going to catch up on a lot of my shows that I haven't been doing. I'm yeah. for being being a school teacher, being forced to be off is kind of weird for me because I've never been forced to be off. But hey. I get to see my parents. I get to see all that stuff. I get to hang out with people I love. Hopefully, I get to see Eric sometime soon. We can just yeah. go in the backyard and just... Let's do it. 
crack a couple brews over the break and just kind yeah. of catch up. I've been to Blackheart in ages. I'd meet you at Blackheart. I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I got, co- I got a couple weeks off school here. So, yeah, we'll work it out. Yep. Yep. yep All right. Yep. Where, where should we begin, my guy? Where do you want to go here? Well, I mean, it's off season, and there's a reason why the MLS is in the off season. It's because we finally have a champion. We do. It's true. Mm-hmm. Did you watch and, this game, Rodrigo? Oh yeah, we watched it. Mm-hmm. We watched it. We watched What'd this you think? game. I think it was. It was. I think it was fair. I think overall, um, you totally saw how Columbus just. I want to say wanted it more, but was more prepared in the sense of um, playing the game that they wanted to play for all 90 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was one of the things, you know, like Columbus will press you, Columbus will counterattack, but Columbus has some players. I mean, let's, this is a team that sold their most star player, Lucas Salarayan, and brought back Diego Rossi. Has mm-hmm. like a bunch of other forwards and Christian Ramirez. Yep, is on the bench and Julian Gressel is on the it's on the bench, you know. And they come in and you know it's it's one of those things and in, in that you know and I've talked a lot about how like having a really good number six that can not only connect the passes and move the ball forward because um, is is really good at Nagby. I, I swear. You know, he's he's one of the best I've seen in a while. And so it's great yeah, to watch. He's a special dude. Mm-hmm. And, and two, being, two MLS Cups now with two different teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy has been, no, I think he won four MLS Cups, right? Is it four? I think it's four. Yeah. Okay, right check on. while I talk. Check while I talk. But, sure. anyways, it's just overall, it's just, it was a great game. It was a great tempo, right? Um, Columbus stroke for, uh, scored first, right? And a really nice piece. Um, but you can never never count um LAFC off, but you can totally tell that um without Acosta um distributing the ball as much or not having their freedom to do what they want to do, they they you know um they weren't able to to succeed. And I think Columbus's game plan was right, and this has to do all to the coaching. And I think um having a group that believes in themselves is is great and then you mm-hmm. know i mean we've talked about so many times when you have the right bench players that can not can continue the amount of work that the starting 11 have done then it just makes it easier to be able to contain that same energy and pressure i mean we saw about kevin molino we know what kevin molino is like right and him coming off the bench Right. And providing a spark for a bunch of other stuff is just, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like he was one of the best players here and was a 2018 loons. Right. And, you know, like to have that kind of, kind of, kind of like coming off your bench is just great. Like, I don't, you know, hats off to um, Columbus, hats off to former loons, right. To yep. Christian Ramirez finally getting what he deserves, which is, a cup and a new oh, yeah. baby and his baby boy, right? Yep. Having a new family, finishing all that. I mean, there's that great video of he put, put the newborn like inside in the, the cup. cup. It was, right. it was very yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I think, you know, props to the Ramirez's. I think that's a, that's great accomplishments. We all Minnesota are happy for you as well as you, Absolutely. Kevin Molino. And it's just, you know, <laughs> it, it, and, and then to have the first African American coach yes, win. That's real. Not, not American. 
Afri- sorry. African, sorry. Per- yes, person right. of African descent. Yes. Correct. Yeah, that's where when, I was going to go. When the cup, I was you know, so thrilled about that. That was that was awesome. And then um, the speech And also, afterwards. like, what the hell? How I, I can't believe it's taken this long for somebody of, of African origin to make that happen. But it's also telling, I suppose, mm-hmm. in a yes. sad way. Yeah. And I, I think I was, at the same time, it just him. opens Absolutely up. Absolutely thrilled. It opens up the opportunities for others as well, too. Specifically, Absolutely. I think everyone wants to, you know, like, I want to go play for Columbus, right? I mean, like, the way that they they make it seem sound, the way that people understand their roles, when you have the role players in place and everyone else and everyone believes in the system, that's what you get. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you hit all the points. Uh, you were correct, by the way, four for Nagby. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, was, I don't know what they're going to do. I was actually a little surprised how I mean it's a testament to all the things you just said, Rodrigo, especially with the midfield domination with Columbus. Like they made LAFC look like crap for the first half. They did not LA did not look good. Like they were flat footed. They were getting beat on everything. They kept losing the ball. Yep. Um, it took them it took them whatever that halftime speech was to kind of calm down and get themselves set. And then obviously they got a goal back, but man. Columbus just were just destroying them in that first half. There was no space that they were giving them. I mean, like right. usually, like Acosta and Ilya Sanchez are the ones that are constructing where the ball is going to, and making sure they're feeding those balls. LAFC is great on a counter; they'll kill you on a counter every time, eighty percent of the time. But when you have your defensive mid, you have you have your defense set to understand what they're going to do, then. You know, it, it makes it hard. When you have less space to do things, it just makes it tough and frustrating. And then as a player, you just, you know, you start doubting your ability to be able to do things. And I think right. that frustration started showing towards the end of the, the second half. And I think, you know, that's hats off to, to the coaching and, and the players on there who were able to, lab, you know, um, execute the plan. I think that's that's great. I mean, that was, you know, like if, if I told my boy, I told Santi because he's beginning to pick up soccer and he's beginning to play. It's like if I w- if you were to follow anyone around and just learn and watch their film and watch how they play, it'd be Nagby. Mm. Just like no one really talks about him, but he's won four MLS cups, right? Mm. He's extremely well at what at what they do on the field, and I'm like, and I said if you have all those qualities, everyone's gonna want you. But they, but you won't be talked about, it, and that's okay. And then my my son Santi was like, "Yeah, like Isa, Isa played the six, and it's the most unappreciated position that there is, but um, besides goalkeeper. But you know, overall, I you know it was great. Like I can't talk more about the MLS Cup. I just get 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 a little yeah. get a little excited. I, but let's go. You, you covered it comprehensively. I don't have a lot to add. Um, I, I was the only thing that I can think about is just this grander narrative of. This is the third time Columbus has won it now, so that puts them in pretty elite status with teams that have won it two or more times. But then think think about where we were just a couple years ago with the whole Austin mess and the the jackass owner guy that was going right. you know, to sold the team and then was, was going to fold. Then we had the whole save the crew thing, built the new freaking stadium, got new ownership, and then here they are. They're back and they win again. Like just, That was all in the span of what's it been, two years? It hasn't been that long. It's like three years, yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's amazing what what can happen when you have, I mean, all the right things 
a picking the right coaching staff and then letting them do what they they came to do. I mean, I was super like shocked when they they sold literally their best player and one of the best players in this league. Uh, but they understood. Um, I think something that we didn't understand is that, and we kind of have the situation here in in Minnesota, is that if you have a player that the 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 team is built around, then if that piece is missing or that piece is not performing then you're not performing as well and so how can you have other players that are um that way want to want want to play want to be there and want to you know have same level of intensity and commitment and skill like you know i think that's 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 what that's what they did we're like look we could have a chance here to get i mean bring diego rossi i didn't see that one coming but like you know, he dominated and he was the MVP. Oh, no, he was the Golden Boot winner um, before he left, right, for LAFC. So, so to have that, there's so many just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Great, great job doing that aspect of it. Now, can they keep the whole team together? That's a good question. That is a good question. Who knows? Um, I was going to, maybe we can just end by saying that the tradition of former loons going elsewhere and, and winning MLS cups continues. This is not the first time, but, but so happy for, for Christian and, and Molino as well, but mostly Christian. I mean, this, that's great for him. And, and we'll see what, what this does for his career. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe this at, at the very least gets him off the bench and maybe puts him as a starter with Columbus or maybe he goes elsewhere. I don't know. Um, man, I'd love for him to get another shot somewhere in Europe too. If somebody, you know, uh, yeah. uh, first division club in, who knows where uh, picks him up. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Kubenhaben in a second, but man, why not go to FCK? And like, now they're in champions league uh, round of 16, let him start there and like win, win the Scandinavian leagues, win the Danish league and like knock around like Real Madrid or whoever they're going to draw. That'd be phenomenal. Something like that would be great for him. Yeah. I think um, that's, that's what we got. What do we got next? What do we got next? Do you want to? This is a good transition if you want to talk about the open cup situation. We were t- oh, discussing that yes. just before we started recording. I'll let you take it. <laughs> you right. know more so, than I do. So, recently, um, of course, if you don't follow um, Jeff Footer from Athletic, please do so. He has not only written about Minnesota soccer, but now I believe has, um, I don't know, is it? He's been. I don't know if he got an extension, whatever it is. Jeff needs to get all the money that he needs to be getting and all the, because oh, no, no, because he does focus on the stuff that we did. Anyways, he put it in the article. It's news now. The MLS is adding the MLS Next Pro teams to the US Open Cups, but removing the MLS teams. Like the oldest tournament in the United States is now, in my opinion, no longer like relevant more watchable in a sense yeah. right and then this is no disrespect to any of the other teams that are on there on there no but the biggest draw for all those teams that weren't at um mls level was they got to play an mls team yes they got to rec- recruit the funds from that all that yep. kind of stuff right um and now that's gone the, yeah the, that, that was know, the best part just just like the the fa cup is like watching a little guy going to the big guy and like yeah. knock him out Knock them out. That's the best thing about it is just is 90 minutes and see who's better. And, like, there's no more excitement that we've seen from the U.S. Open Cup than, than watching, you know, uh, Minneapolis City 
score bangers and still lose and be super excited what they are or have uh you know uh New Mexico United come into Minnesota and that was so much fun. A, I have a blast while they're getting blasted at the same time, but like what a what a fun match that what was. What a fun match that was or just yeah. you know having PKs to go to the next round or playing um remember post match like we we partied with those guys at the blackheart yeah, like they were they were a blast there too like they were, they were just they reminded us of us like 10 15 years ago when yeah. you know just happy to exist and be around they were just they were a lot of fun and then you know like having um having to play madison forward with our mls players and our right three million dollar french guy that can finally score at that at the open i mean like there's so many first having done not done lani but um having um just overall like that's the excitement that's Mm -hmm. what people want to watch and to remove that just Mm -hmm. i don't know like it it just doesn't bode well um for anyone who's a fan of the game or the cup and like sure i'll watch new mexico sure i'll watch um you know i'll watch other teams you know um Sad that other teams also left the league, right? Over, so it's just like I don't know. It's like I'll, I'll watch it if it's on, but you know, I don't. I don't know what the impact is going to be at the MLS level. I know other other people who think like me are not happy with this decision and can't really understand or fathom this decision. But at the, at the same time, you know, like we forget that the MLS is a business, right? It's 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 money first and then um, everything else later. So we'll see yeah. how that works out. I'm very disappointed on. in yeah. that decision. I just, I can't agree with that at all, you know, and um, that just means that, you know, we're much more, more Aurora uh, UPSL than anything else when it, when yeah. it gets set up. So I, I think to your point, you, got, you're, you nailed it. League's Cup is now a thing and like these other things are coming in and, and MLS has really just decided that that's where they're going to focus and that's where they're going to they're going to put their finances to your point and their attention and then and then they looped it into um, what a uh, qualification for for CONCACAF champions and all that stuff so all, all those things are like tied together now and poor Open Cup just kind of got sidelined and ignored and it just it sucks because like like you said like it's the it's the tradition it's the longest tournament and you know it's I don't know it just sucks that's all I can think of <laughs> feel bad for the yeah it, it the is day. and I think it's just a, a an unfortunate thing but like yeah like I mean League's Cup is League's Cup I mean League's Cup is only fun when like you have someone to watch and this League's Cup everyone wanted to watch Messi that's right. So what, I started watching the documentary. It's actually yeah. really good. No, we we did too. Santi's been watching that too. So we're it's watching. Really, it's production value is like top notch. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Well, that's Apple putting their money yep. where they want. Thanks to David Beckham for making all that money for himself. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a big circle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a big circle, right? And now, and now Messi's getting into that circle. So now yep. every time he sees himself on TV, he gets paid. Pretty much. Uh, uh, more, even more. Um, but. I think that's the thing, right? It's like, what is what is the what is the next league's cup gonna be that's gonna bring make people watch? Like, rumors of Luis Suarez coming to Inter Miami. Yeah, which, I was gonna ask if we have any updates on that. Do we? Uh, I mean, they, they think it's gonna be a one year deal, but I think the the MLS has to change or change or adapt um, rules when it comes to um, 
you know, what they need to do is just be like any other league and open up the gates um, and then see what they can do in that sense, right? And then that's going to bring the other players from other league, uh, right? We could become the next <laughs> Saudi Arabia league where everyone comes in here <laughs> or, oh, or the Chinese that. league, right? Where like <laughs> everyone, you know, we have all the, reta- all the other players who still want to play at somewhat level and just be there. You know, I think that's that that's that's where it should head in a sense, if that's what they want to make in market on that. But I don't know. I mean, like I watched League's Cup literally just because I wanted to see what Messi was gonna do, and that's it. And then the loons, what the loons were gonna do, but I don't know. You know, the loons are not in the best of place at the moment either. So. <laughs> yeah, we, if listeners haven't uh, caught on, we've just kind of kind of brushed over that entire subject <laughs> i mean a there's not a lot to cover and talk about right now we, we you guys covered it really well in the last episode so i mean i think the one guy the dude uh the new uh ce what, what's his role um is it the burnley guy director. i think is he a burnley i don't know what he yeah, yeah yeah he's coming shortly i think but we still still don't have a coach we still haven't like had any big signings and like yeah there it is I don't, and i don't think we will <laughs> there's your update Right. I think that the thing that scares me is like we didn't we didn't um, give Will Trap an extension, whether it be a one year or two year or whatever, right? I mean, like, yes, Will Trap is not the best six in the world. Yes, I get that people get frustrated with Will Trap. Yes, I get that, but he's a six that you know is there and he's dependable in some sort of a sense. Now, if you don't sign, this team has no great history signing sixes. Except oh, yeah. for maybe Ozzy, but Ozzy was on their way out and gave us two decent years, and that was literally it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not saying anything bad about Ozzy in that in, in that sense, but that's it. I mean, like, if you don't sign Will Trap and you're not willing to spend the money, right, to sign someone else, like Kellen Acosta is on a free deal. Are we going to see Kellen Acosta come to Minnesota? I mean, that'd be great. I'd be happy with that. But I don't. I don't. You know, the history doesn't. The track record doesn't speak loudly at that. We don't have a coach. Our offense seems to be pretty decent now. Our defense is still work in progress, but decent. Um, and and needs a yeah. lot of help. The the defense needs backups. Like if I feel like yeah. mm-hmm. if anybody gets hurt, we're in real trouble. <laughs> As things yeah. stand right now. And our midfield right now is just we have a bunch. Midfield's of eights. a mess. Yeah, midfield. We have a, a bunch of eights. We don't have real sixes. Nope. And you're going and if you're going to play people out of position, that means that we're not going to we're going to get a true six. Right. Um, or someone in that midfield that help out until probably the first summer window, which is typically the track record for this team anyways. And then people get interested in the team and we watch them try to, um, you know, qualify for a. We go on the roller coaster. Yep, yep. Up and down, up and down. Yep. We're, we're masochists in that sense. We just love oh, yeah. that. So. That's yeah. That, that theme will come back in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What can we tie in here? Do you want to do. Before we, uh, most of this other stuff I got is international. So, do you want to dr- go into Copa America just a little bit and talk about? You guys talked about groups already. Do, do, do we want to do some prognostication here on, uh, on Group let's C? So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, first before we go into that because I think we should need to talk yeah. about this. Is the NWSL player and coaches expressed discontent sure. for the expansion draft? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. You take um, this one. Yeah. On Friday, the NWSL expansion teams. Bay FC and Utah Royals grew their roster with the expansion draft, but as Bay selected five players, you need to select two, two NWSL veterans, OL Reigns forward Josh 
Fishlake and Racing Lewis defender Carson Pickett had one thing to say. My heart hurts. Um, while providing expansion teams with additional map player power on their teams is generally un uh, unlike across the league. After teams provide a list of protected and unprotected players, seven players were selected. Three teams lost two players each with a fourth losing one. So like, like in the MLS, it's like, you know, like the rosters and the teams, you can justify having an expansion team draft, right? Like there's enough players to go around to be able to do that, right? Like I don't know how many times we, we put Abu Naladi on there and like barely, I think only one team took him, right? Uh, that's so well, The funny. times it's that so we put true. Abu Naladi, right? But in the, I mean, like in the NWSL, there aren't that many you know, there aren't, there isn't that core number. Sure, they're growing, but but we're not to the point where, like, something like that just, I don't know. Like, I know they're trying to play as a big league and they're trying to take that step that way, but I don't know. Like, I agree. It just doesn't, doesn't rub me the wrong way. But anyways, let's talk about Copa America. Yeah, man. Um, Let's see. Let's talk. Well, let's, let's zero in on, on, on the Group C with the U.S., Uruguay, Panama, and Bolivia. We were talking about this before we started recording. And, uh, I, you know, I don't mean to be the bad guy here, but I'm guessing I'm not the only person that believes this. I have very little confidence that the U.S. will actually get out of this group. Um, if they do, they will squeak through and a number two with probably a win and a tie. But... I think Uruguay has got this thing wrapped. They are flying high right now. They've won like their last three qualifiers, including knocking off both Brazil and Argentina. Um, Panama, maybe that's the W, but they have caused the U.S. trouble in, in the recent past. And then Bolivia is kind of the X factor. You just don't know what Bolivian team is going to show up. And they are used to pressure from all those Conmebol teams. And if they come hard, like – if they decide they're going to play the U.S. like they play Brazil and Argentina, that could be that could be serious trouble, man. Let's not also forget that Comabel is a different league than Concacaf, and so the physicality oh, yeah. of everything is just going to be tested every time. And like everyone hates playing in Bolivia, and uh, but Bolivia also is not a team that's you know. If you're trying to embarrass them, they will make sure that you don't embarrass them. Yep. Oh, if you do remember, you embarrass them. You remember the day that you try to embarrass them. That's right. I think that goes well for any 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 Bowl team, uh, in that sense. And I think for the USA, it's it's going to take a, a different tactic yeah. than what they're currently doing in the Concacaf to do that. Like we've yeah. all seen what the US is doing. Um, uh, but they just seem not to be a wanting to be part of the system that the coach is putting in place, and they just seem very rigid and not free flowing, like it, like that you know like that time when they won the Gold Cup, right, where you had Christian Pulisic and all of them just dominating. Like that's a team you want to tend to the Copa America, not this current team that that's struggling to to figure out and and losing to qualify. For, for Copa America, that's that's just the thing that stands in my head. It's like you lost and you still qualify, and so that's that's not always a a hard thing. But no, I mean, I think I think Uruguay has a very good chance of of making a long impact in this uh, tournament. I think the, the last time it was in at the U.S. It was 2016, right? The the tournament. I remember that because Uruguay. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when you went to see it. <laughs> you yeah. were sending me photos. I was like, ah, yeah, I want to uh, be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uruguay might have the best coach in this entire thing. I mean, Bielsa is just yeah. The things he's no, done with that team are out of this world. Mm-hmm. And right now, like, uh, you know, like a lot of uh, teams that are not doing well in the qualifiers in in um, Coleman Bowl are more than likely going to fire their coaches if they're not going to fire their coaches now. I mean, Brazil doesn't have one, right? That's right. <laughs> and that, that's a good segue, actually, because to be fair, like, I don't want me to just rag on the U.S. I, Brazil are extremely vulnerable right now. And I don't know in the short time when uh, Ancelotti, whenever he gets there, and this is like going to be his debut, like he's just going to get thrown into this <laughs> extremely competitive tournament and, and be expected to do something like that's a, that's a hell of a lot of pressure. Um, and you know, Colombia and Paraguay are both in this group with them. And th- both those teams, especially Colombia know what to do with Brazil. Um, Paraguay yeah. uh, also an X factor there. I mean, I, I feel I feel confident they'll probably get out, but I can't say with confidence they're going to win the group. This might be Colombia's time to like, you know, knock off Brazil and get like a full six, seven points or whatever. And then again, like I said, with the U S maybe they scrape by with a win and a tie, but it, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough ride. I do not think it's going to be an easy path for them. I don't think it's going to be a lot of easy paths for a lot of people. I think think there's going to be a lot of surprises specifically, but this is the tournament that, I think on this podcast, and probably as long as me and Eric have known each other, I've always mm-hmm. asked, it's like, send your A, send your A squad to Copa yes. America. Yes. Right? Like, Definitely. And that's what you need to do. If you want to get better, you need to send your A squad to Copa America. It doesn't matter if you're El Salvador. It doesn't matter if you're Panama. The playing at that level and the exposure that you'll, your players will get to other, other teams and other things, you, it will make them grow. Like it will, yep. it, it will, it will do that. Right. Yep. And I think that's, that's the thing is like, people forget that there's a lot of scouts that come to watch Copa America and tournaments like this, even at the U17 level, you know, it's just, it's just that thing. But in order to really this be America's tournament, it needs to include both, all three, Mesoamerica, South America, North America, yep. all of it to be able to just become one of the biggest tournaments that there is. And hopefully we'll finally figure that out. But, you know, yeah. like, I don't want this every 10 years. You know, no. I want this every year. I want this every three I, I years, like right? Yep. Just so we'll be able to be like, all right, where we're at, where we're at, where we're at, where we're at. And just speaking be able of, to be of Mesoamerica, that's another one where I think, I think Mexico is extremely vulnerable too. Like, they, they got a tough group with Ecuador, Venezuela, Venezuela, who's just, again, flying high on momentum, doing so well and qualifying. And then Jamaica is not a pushover too. Like, and the Mexican national team has been really bad lately. So yeah. I mean, you've got to be very worried that there's a there's All a the high probability that losing. I mean, it's yes. just, I don't know. High probability they don't they don't get out of this. <laughs> Wild. It, it's a mess, <laughs> and it's it it's exciting mess. to watch a mess. It's like watching like a telenovela. Yeah. And you get to the point where like dun dun dun, you're like, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen, but we're gonna we're gonna watch here. Let me ask. Let me ask you, Rodrigo. Group Group A. Argentina is obviously going to probably roll that and win it. So who's going to get the second place? We still have a team to come. We don't know who's going to win that playoff to get in there in the fourth. But between Peru and Chile, do you think, you know, not not that there's any history or bad blood there between those two countries, but you think you can sneak in number two? Peru just fired their um, their national team coach. It was a huge controversy. And they're having some other guy, I forget what his name is, come in 
right? And I don't know. Like, do I think we have the talent? I I'm not sure, right? I think this is the as as we talk about the golden era of the U.S. men's national team. I think Peru is everyone who was in that golden era needs to be replaced. And I'm this even means like, you know, some of my favorite players from the last World Cup, like Christian Cueva, is is not pulling his weight. I'd love to keep Luis, Luis Advincula just because he's playing for Boca, but man, that, that, that man just never ages and it just, you know, but just overall, like, I think we need to um, do that. So I think, you know, we lost to Chile in the last um, time we went there in the qualifiers. So I, I don't know. I think it's, it though, that game is always, is, is going to be a UFC match regardless of, <laughs> of of where they are in the in, in in the standings it's just going to be a UFC dirty UFC match it's more like a U- WWE cage match that's what it is yeah. really you know, so, so somebody will just hold up two bottles of pisco one yeah, peruvian and one right. chile and, and then just, just like watch chaos. everyone just fight chaos <laughs> yeah. right? right right somebody some drone will drop into to the stadium with like you know chilean's pisco is better and then boom <laughs> You know the the uh, Guerra del Pacifico two will just start start going off. But no, I, I to be honest with you, even if it's Trinidad and Tobago that that makes it into as the fourth team, I I honestly like right at this moment, I want to place them second, but I would not be surprised if they end up being third and maybe qualifying to the next round as a third team, but. I mean, it all depends. We got like, you know, we got the second half of the qualifiers and um we time to be able to see we'll see what teams are looking like when we when when we're um when we're heading into the Copa America route. But the thing about Copa America is once the tournament starts, it's anyone's game in that sense. Yep. And I think that's 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 the greatness of right now where we sit in Come Bowl is that the only strong teams are the teams that weren't strong last year. Right, like Uruguay was always been decent, but we, we can't forget a World Cup where, where Cavani smacks the VAR machine. Oh, never change, <laughs> never change. Right, we, with the frustration and and, so and all the other stuff, you know. But now that you know a Brazil that that's not dominant, no Neymar, uh, an Argentina is still trying to figure it out how to play with each other and to going through injuries, right? Um, the giants are not giants in that sense anymore. Everyone's right. beatable, and I think right. that get that becomes contagious. Are you? We, we we can take a break here after this, but I was just going to ask: Are you planning on going to any matches? I know I think the closest one is KC for us. Yeah, I don't know. I might. It depends. Um, okay. well, we, well, we should summer, talk. We should. Yeah, talk. we should talk. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Like yeah, like like you know, like I might. Um, it depends. Um, but we should totally. I know my kids will be interested in going to my. Um, I mean, I don't know what will be family wise, but at that time, mm-hmm. yes, I would love to be able to go. I mean, we had a blast when we saw Messi, and this to literally like everyone's going because this may be literally uh, Messi's last Copa America. So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a good place to. Me. Yep, take, take a, a pause, break. and yep. yep, we'll do some internationals. Stick around. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. 
Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. It is international news, and me and Eric are about just to dive in deeply to the rabbit hole that we call tournament time. Let's see. Which, let's, wait, which tournament are we doing? We, we can do tournaments. Let's do tournaments. You, 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 said, a, you said tournament. I, I, can, I, can, I can flip it. Let's do... Um, I can well, do let's talk World about Cup the Brazilian it. tournament. That, you know, All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Well, it's over. Um, this, this, this wrapped up a few weeks ago. Uh, to no one's surprise, Palmeiras won the league again. Um, yeah, they're, they're just a powerhouse. There's not much to say. Um, also, I guess to no one's surprise, uh, my team that listeners know at this point, Goyazi Sports Clube, uh, the yo-yo continues. They were relegated. Um, they, at, at one point, about three weeks ago, they still had a chance. Uh, they needed to win out with like three matches left. And so they played their first of those three matches. I remember it was against Gremio because they were winning at halftime 1-0. And I was like, oh, okay, this is good. (laughs) And then the second half started and Rodrigo, they gave up two goals in six minutes. (laughs) And Gremio won the whole thing two to one. So that, that kind of sealed the deal. And they, and they were, their, their destiny awaited them (laughs) as they, as they fell. Um, the big surprise, though, and I know you're aware of this, and uh, some listeners, too, I'm sure are, joining Goyaz, and uh, I can't remember all the other other ones, but the, but the big name is Santos. Santos Futebol Clube, legendary team, like one of the originals, Pelé's lifelong team uh, back in the day before there was all the European uh, money and Eurocentricity and all of that garbage that led to where we are currently you know you you could be a south american or african or whatever player and stick with that one team and and be the best as was the case with this guy anyway all that history they have never gone down they are going down uh we we actually looked it up because we wanted to get a specific number 111 years what we're talking about so over a century and this is the first time they're being dropped so there, there was a there was a lot of emotions uh, throughout the the internets and, uh, you know. Right. By emotions, you mean violent emotions. That, there was a little bit of that, too. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of violent emotions everywhere. Yep. Yep. Everywhere, I think. I mean, how many of us, like, really grew up with the, with the lore of, of Santos and Pelé mm-hmm. and the amazing things that happened, right? Like... And to have a historic club be relegated is like the equal of having River Plate and Boca Juniors being relegated in a sense, mm-hmm. right? And like and 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 so that's 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 what I said. I don't want to say unexpected, but you know, it's it's football, right? And and it was very close, I should say too. I had to, I to look at the final table here. Um Bahia, so the Santos went out with 43 points. Bahia just stayed above the line with 44. So, I mean, literally a tie could have saved him. That's what I'm waiting for, like, some sort of, like, lawsuit. And then, um, you know, Santos is going to find a point and extra (laughs) goals and extra goals, right, and extra goals that were taken away or whatnot, and the goal differential will push them over the mark. That's... yeah. If if Comebol isn't as crooked as that in the Brazilian league, just like any other league in South America, it's not crooked like that, then we are in trouble. 
They absolutely are. That is a good setup for the next thing. I wanted to mention that uh, Curitiba and uh, America Mineiro are, are the other teams that are that are also going down with those other two. Yeah, Rodrigo, that was that was a great setup though. So yeah, Sebeefi actually did a coup, basically an internal coup, and we we've been praising the the first openly identifying BIPOC president who's done so, done some absolutely incredible things. The biggest being the the anti-racist uh, point doc, basically, where if you do get caught with any kind of racist BS, it, you go, you get, you get a point dropped. Um, it's codified. It's it's law. It's been it's been happening now for a year, but a lot of uh, whitey folk uh, that have lots of money and lots of backing from corporations and everything else, they they did not appreciate Mr. Rodriguez and his very, uh, I would say baseline uh progressive kind of policy moves like i'm sure for them they were, it was radical but i mean for most of us it was just like yeah you're doing bare minimum stuff here it's good anyway they canned him um did the whole like hostile takeover so he is out which which really sucks um i don't know who the next person is going to be um at least for the time being that that uh, racist BS law is is still there, right? It's codified, but I I'm worried that a lot of these uh, more conservative whitey, probably likely racist assholes will will try to chip away at it and try to break it apart. So to be determined, we'll see how that kind of flows. Um, I think there's enough teams though, and coaches, and some of the staff that are aligned with him and aligned with the policy that if they do start to try to make moves, I think there might be some immediate tension there within the actual clubs. So I don't know. You, you said telenovela earlier. So, you know, here we go. Here's another example of it. We'll, we'll watch the show and, and see what happens, but it, it just sucks that he was just kind of like the rug was just pulled up, pulled out of under him from that way. Like it's too bad. I mean, but that's, that's the thing that, that happens, you know, like, we talk about how things are needed in football to change. And when they're introduced, you know, the people that have all the money and the people that have all the power are like, no, yeah, it's not favoring me right now. I'm just going to fire this person and get rid of everything that they've done. Mm -hmm. And how do we have progress? Well, we just, you know, let them do their thing for for the amount of time that they want to do it for. And then if there isn't any problem, you know, at least give it a freaking year. Right. You know, right. At also worth mentioning how, how amazing an outlet Rodriguez was with the women's teams and the women's yep. league and everything. He, he did such a good job of finally getting finances to flow in that direction and build those clubs and build the national team in a, in a much more uh, sustainable, substantial way. Like, and they've, really they've had, you know, I don't know, but they've had a a great showing. I think the women's yep. side they've grown a lot, and I think I'm looking forward to you know the next tournament there is or them dominating Copa America once again. Well, and um, you look at like the the women's Corinthians team too are just juggernauts now. They are so goddamn good. Like I I'd like to see them get into more tournaments where they can play some NWSL teams and play like the Barcelona women or the you know the arsenal women or whoever because like they're at that level they they need that kind of competition um 
let's see let's change gears let's go to well speaking of i, I did la liga let's go there um just there's been some interesting movements <laughs> with a lot of the big teams will do champions after this too but uh i, I don't know if you're aware of this Rodrigo, but girona are still winning number one right now in la liga which is pretty incredible they their catalan uh, rivals barcelona <laughs> they they laid the smackdown on them beat them 4-2 just this past week um i believe they tied real madrid and then they're just doing incredible things this this tiny little club that for a long time has just kind of been above the line of relegation and hasn't done anything they're they've been kind of flo- fluctuating but once they got up into that top 3 or 4 of the line right now they've just been consistent and awesome and you know tip of the hat i mean it sucks kind of as a barcelona su- supporter uh, but i mean i, I got to give respect due to the little clubs that, that that the little clubs that can and start just doing it like mad respect so at this point we've got we've got girona in champions league for next year which should be amazing absolutely amazing That'd be fun. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think La Liga in itself, as we talked about this forever, it's just the diluted talent that just goes to two teams, majority, or their budget, and then the rest of them have to fend for themselves in a sense. I mean, except for Atletico. Atletico's been doing much better in that sense. Um, but I think it just needs to be evened out, and then more teams have access for that. And I don't know... If we're gonna have any changes with the um, with the Spanish uh, FA or whatnot, but if if anything like that happens, this should be that. And you know, because the only Barcelona team worth watching is the women's team. <laughs> that's that's real talk. Yeah, and, I, and that's it. I mean, seriously, it's like I watch Barcelona, but mostly if it's just the women's team. And I I know I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that in this household, but because I have there's lots of Barcelona fans in this household. But I'm like, it's, it's because yeah. we're stuck in the I mean, I, I'll speak for myself, but it's also for, I think, millions of people. We, we're still stuck in the pep days. Like my head is still in like 2006 <laughs> is, where I'm, is what I think of Barcelona. <laughs> younger, younger, messy, younger pep. Um, so speaking of other teams that are struggling as well, big names with big money and big backing. Uh, Rodrigo, your team, Newcastle United and another United, Manchester United. Uh, they have both crashed out of Champions League and all of Europe. How how you feeling, pal? How I feel about that? I, I feel good about it, honestly. Do I you? mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, Newcastle's hope was to to last year take fourth to qualify once again for the Championship Club. I mean, for the, the Champions League. Yeah, Champions League, and so then, um, you know, that was the goal accomplished, and now they got their butts kicked when they shouldn't gotten their butts kicked, but. Now they understand that they need to do some different things. And I think the current squad with all the young players that they have on there is now beginning to blossom more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's this is gonna be it. But yeah, I mean unless, you know, all the rumors that Ronaldo is gonna come to, you know, to Newcastle. What? Uh, I haven't heard this one. Oh, that that they're always floating because Saudi Arabia, you know. Um Oh yeah. You know, I was like, oh, wait. but, you know, they're all, all the fake rumors that that's happening is literally going to, you know, I mean, I don't I don't see it. You know, I don't see it. So uh, I think it's good for them. I think Man U is just being, being Man U. 
Um, don't know what which man U team is showing up, and when it comes to competitions like that, um, I know last year, uh, I mean, the the Caribou Cup, they beat Newcastle to win it, and that was the <laughs> only. Say, thing. Did you say Caribou? Caribou, <laughs> like, like like Caribou Coffee? <laughs> yeah, I said like, like the animal. Yep, that's how I call it. That's how much respect I have for the English league. Amazing, yeah. Caribou Cup. Love mm-hmm. it. Uh, well, I bring this up too because. With with a lot of these these teams uh, falling and crashing out, it opened up space for some newbies. Uh, we already talked and and, and praised um, Sociedad, who who won their freaking group and absolutely deserve to be in there where they at for the round of sixteen. But what I'm really excited about, Rodrigo, is the uh, <laughs> the FCK, <laughs> which you can add in a vowel. No, it's 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 a uh, it's Copenhagen, FC FC uh, from from Copenhagen there, and yeah, uh, Toluca, Copenhagen. Uh, up up until uh, Allianz Stadium, it was the stadium of a of a first division team that I had most frequented because I actually I saw two matches when I was living there. Um, so I have a special place in my heart for for FCK, and I was trying to. I'm just scrolling, trying to figure out the last time they made it this deep into the knockout round of 16. It's been a very long time. I didn't, I didn't get a specific number. Uh, if, if a listener knows, I'd, I'd be interested. I, I was. It's been at least 20 years, maybe more. But it, it's just cool to see them in there. They're, they're going to get a draw with some, with some of the big ones now, right? A Bayern or a Barca, or Real Madrid, Napoli, whoever, Man City. Who knows? Um, so just to think that that. That stadium that's, I think, smaller or, uh, yeah, I think it's smaller or about the same size as uh, as Allianz is going to be hosting some of those huge matches with huge teams like that. That makes me happy. That's that's great for them. I concur. I think when that happens, it always makes the tournaments a lot more fun to watch. And yeah. you look for that kind of thing. And I think you speak for a lot of a lot of football watchers. Is that, that That's the thing. Like, my dad's now getting into that. And he's more of a Euro... Um, based league person than I am, so um, so like he's always asking me about these, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, that's that's good. I maybe I'll watch it, and so who knows? Yep, but we'll see. Um, we also got Club World Cup. It it, it moves so fast; they're already in semifinals. It just it just hauls. Um, so I was trying to go back. Why to, does this? Why does this tournament even exist? Seriously, I know. Well, they're eventually they're gonna like build it out like a like an actual World Cup of like thirty some teams or whatever. I think like, you know FIFA's trying to FIFA and squeeze it and change it to just, just you know what? Just change it to the League's Cup, and then there you go. Something I I don't know exactly where it's gonna go, but um, what I can tell folks that they're not aware is the the representative. For Concacaf, which was Leon, who beat uh, was it LAFC? Who they beat in the in the in the uh, Concacaf champions? Anyway, they they lost, man. They got they got knocked out. <laughs> the uh, Urawa Reds from Japan, representing the Asian Confederation, knocked them out. Um, so they were they're gone. Uh, Alahi representing the uh, uh, African region, the CAF, they're they're through. So jumping to like present, tomorrow is the semifinal. And you have uh, Alahi against Fluminense, who just won uh, Libertadores. That'll be a great match. And then you've got the one I just mentioned, the, uh, the Uruwa Reds from Japan playing Man City. 
likely Man City have that in the bag, but you never know. It could be it could be a surprise. And, and then from there, we jump into third place match a week from today. And uh, what is it? Friday the twenty second will be the final. It'll already be over. So next time we talk, there will be a club World Cup champion. And hopefully not. Hopefully not Man City. <laughs> Let's and, get somebody else in there. <laughs> and we won't be able to watch it on rabbit ears again. So no, I don't. I don't believe so. No. And that's the thing is like if you want people to watch this tournament, just put it, make it accessible. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's why I don't watch it because it's like, oh, you know, like if I can't have access to it, why am I going to spend my time watching something? Like though, yeah. though there are some games that I want to see, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Well, it's 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 like we were talking about with the Open Cup, right? We're looking for the upset. So watch to watch that one, uh, the the Leon Uruwa Reds. That would have been a fun match to watch Leon yeah. go down. <laughs> or or watching the the Reds versus the Men City. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that would that would be a fun one too, just to see what the kids look like and all the other stuff because we know yep. nothing about those teams. So yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, we'll see what happens within a week and. Yeah, it, it's been a while since it's gone back to uh, to Conmebol, so it'd be dope if Fluminense can can pull it off. Um, Rodrigo, you've got some uh, referee. Oh, let's 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 do Luton. Let's start with Luton. There was a kind of a tragedy that happened there. Yeah, the captain from Luton um, collapsed um, during a match. In this, uh, what week are we in for the? Um, is it week sixteen? Like I. Is it regardless? Um, so Luton player collapsed on the field um, against uh, Payum. Is it? Is it? Oh, geez, I always have a hard time pronouncing this. Bournemouth. Thank you, Santi, yelling from the background. Um, they were able to, you know, they seem to be have some sort of cardiac issue. And um, they seem to be um, recuperating for it. Uh, the game was suspended, so it ended up in a tie. But it isn't um, the first time that this player has had issues. Um, and so, you know, last time we talked about anything like that, it had to deal with, you remember who? Um. Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, the, the it was in the team. Euros, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Christensen, Erickson, Erickson, Erickson. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So the collapse happened around um, the 65th minute as he received treatment, and about 20 minutes after the initial suspension, the game was officially abandoned. Um, it was 1-1, and will the game will be replayed? In short answer, yes. The laws of the game, as posted on the FA website, allow uh, when a match is abandoned, but you know. Do you want to? I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at a player's health at this moment. Someone who's you know had issues before, and so like yeah, yeah, that was reported. I don't know. That, like you know, I know you sign a waiver, and you're like, yep, play at your own risk, kind of sense thing. But at the same time, like, it's a tie. It's a point. You know, just let it go and move on. Yeah. But what else is happening in the EPL that we're kind of excited for last next 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 right now? You want to talk about it? I mean, we're having the first. Um, it was in the Minnesota football. We're having the first female uh, referee yep. um, being you- not the yeah the full full referee. So the number one ref on the field uh, right. refereeing the game. 
uh, uh, and that's going to be um, next week. I think is it is it, is it next week? I thought it was. It was the Fulham game. I had it written down here, and now I can't. I can't come up with it. But regardless, we think that's a that's a little too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, with the things of the world that have been happening, it you know we applaud the yeah. The you're right. Full, Fulham Burnley, December twenty third. Her name is Rebecca yep. Welch. There you go. Um, thank you. And that will be, you know, the first time and we hope it isn't it doesn't become a exception and it becomes more of the norm. Um, um and I hope this also helps um give other other referees like Rebecca chances to be able to get the spotlight and learn and move and improve and all the other stuff. We have been seeing more um more women becoming ARs and, and whatnot in a lot of different leagues. Um, but I think it needs to be more of the standard. Um, like, for example, like uh, to take it to the local level, like I might actually ref and because I'll be talking to Santi that if we do it together, it'd be kind of fun to be able to be at the same games and doing all those kind of same stuff and, yeah. and, and do that. And just so he learns the game and does other things. But you know, I've always pushed my other kids to do the same thing, and um, they always are like, I don't want to get yelled at, you know. <laughs> takes a whole different type of demeanor to be able to become a referee. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, much Congrats love to, her, though. to Rebecca. Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely. But, but like you said, way, way too late. <laughs> kind of like the same thing back to what we talked about with uh, with Nancy. Again, it's like we're so happy and so thrilled and, and love it, but also like, wow, it's taken over. A quarter century. <sighs> All right. Well, you have something to surprise me with, Rodrigo. Hit me with uh, your. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, I forget what how to pronounce this, but forgive me. So the Japanese okay. second division side uh, went Forek Kofu, who actually finished eighth in the division, uh, have qualified for the AFC Champions League group and are qualified for the knockout stage. So, this is an eighth team division. That's amazing. Team that's qualified it, and you may ask, well, how does a second division team qualify us? Well, because they beat every, they beat who they needed to be and won the Emperor's Cup. Oh, okay, so, so that so so it's very much like that league format structure where it yep. doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you start. It's basically what the Open Cup should be, right? Right, exactly, and so um, it's like it's it's like if a if a non MLS team won the Open Cup, right, mm-hmm. and that qualifies awesome. them for the um, Concacaf Leagues Cup or something like that, right? Yeah, uh, that's the extent of that in that sense, and I think that's awesome. I freaking I mean, love it. You know, we were just talking about how like you know we'll have the uh, we have a Japanese play Man City Japanese team play Man City. Here we have a second division team in the, in the AFC Champions League. Um, who finished eighth, right? Um, and who are, as far as I think now, are are, are fighting for um, for um, promotion uh, to to the other league. But this is, you know, this is oh, interesting. Yeah. I think if anyone watches, I I don't get a chance to watch a lot of Japanese um, J1 league, All but right. I think that's some something that people should be do. But regardless, you know, uh, this is this is great. You know, we talked about why we love the open cup 
and mm -hmm. why we love that idea of having uh, um, a smaller club play in the in a, in a big club tournament. Um, here it is, right? This is the reasons that we are, and so let's hopefully we look forward to and we get what we want to get, um, and we wish them the best. But you know that makes that makes football watchable and exciting. So ah, beautiful. That's a great story to end on. Thank you, uh, thank you, Rodrigo. Always good to see you, Bridget. Get well soon, uh, listeners. Thanks for. Sticking around, we appreciate you as well. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show is the place if you want to support this thing. Uh, we'll be off for holiday break this coming week. We'll pick it up in two, kind of in between, and then yeah, there's a new there's a new year after that already. Right, right. we'll it's see you this one more time fast. before next year. Yeah, it's coming fast. And next year is going to be crazy for all of us, so we'll see how that goes out. But um, no doubt. much love to all our listeners and supporters. Um, if you catch us anywhere out and about, please go ahead and just say hi, you know. Um, yes. But, but um, be safe. Enjoy your time with your loved ones. And, yeah, we'll see you one more time before the end of the year. Sounds good. Bye, everybody. Ciao.